All right. We are live with episode two right now of Pod That, season two, episode two of Pod That, talking some crazy shit that happened in the NBA last night. And George, um, I announced your name for you. I'm Sammy, for those that, have, that don't know. And we're going to talk about all this craziness. We are being robbed of a lot of injuries. We've been robbed of the COVID stuff and coaches getting fired. George, this is one of the most insane, like from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. mornings in basketball we've had in a while, especially during the playoffs. Yeah, man. Uh, you wake up in the morning. You are kind of excited about the prospects of tonight's games. And you get this news. Oh, Kawhi Leonard's out. You get this news. I mean, Chris Paul's out. If you listen to this podcast, it's not like I'm breaking this news to you. It's no spoiler alert, right? I mean, people listen to sports podcasts know about this stuff. Um, you know Joel Embiid's hurt tonight. And I, I joked on Twitter and I said, we're going to have like Rudy Gobert versus um clint capella the nba finals on on uh espn like we are at the point where people are, are really getting injured a lot and some of it is actual injuries and some of it's bad luck like chris paul who seems to have bad luck in all aspects but i don't know which one do you want to start off with first i mean we can do it in, in order well i think in general uh for me instead of just starting off on person to person if you look at just the nba situation in general it's kind of crazy and you also Forgot to mention all-star Mike Conley, who hasn't played a game in this series. We had right. James Harden yesterday coming in with, you know, looking like he was maybe 25% out there, can barely walk or barely run, whatever it is. And it it, it kind of just brings up this point of what LeBron tweeted today. And, and I think LeBron kind of went on the spiel on Twitter about how, you know, uh, I tried to tell the NBA we can't have these third like this fifty day rest, whatever it was, right? It was like sixty days for I think LeBron and the, and the Lakers, and and he basically was like, if anybody knows their bodies in sports, it's me, and we need rest. And to be honest, I know that we tend to LeBron tends to tweet a lot of stuff that like I don't know. Sometimes he goes too far. Sometimes he's just bitching a bitch. And this time it was like, damn, this guy has a point. We had. He said, I think he tweeted that nine all-stars are missing time in the playoffs. And that's the most ever. And that's, and I think that's where we start because forget the person to person, just in general, it's a pretty insane amount. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, you got Joel Embiid, for example, who's playing on a torn meniscus as well. And you would like fail to mention that, but it's funny. Like, I mean, you know, LeBron James, he, I, I actually agreed with LeBron James for once, but of course he, there's no way he could actually throw out a tweet without saying, if anyone knows about this, it's me. Like, like you know, other players in the NBA don't know anything about, you know, keeping their bodies in shape. I mean, I know he spends a lot of money on his body, like, but so do a lot of athletes. But, you know, he had to say, oh, I know more than everyone else. Don't worry about it, it which kind of made me laugh. But I did agree with him in general because he's he right. That's more than anybody about I mean, like it, that's like Tom Brady saying it. Tom Brady and Cristiano Ronaldo just had their little thing on Twitter about their bodies. Uh, this is this was one of those unnecessary shots at LeBron. I mean, like I would have said the same thing if I'm LeBron James. The man knows more than anybody else. He has the greatest history of the NBA. Like he has the right to say if anybody knows, it's me. Yeah, he doesn't have the right for it, but whatever. The point is that he's right, though. He's right about the situation. He's right about the amount of the amount of time before the season was was ridiculous. He's right that 
fans are being robbed of not only watching their favorite players, but actually maybe even getting the right team winning the NBA title. I mean, the NBA title is a very important and prestigious thing. And like maybe the Lakers are the, were the right team to win the finals, but they had their injury uh, problems. The Nets, I mean, without Kevin Durant getting, you know, turning into Superman last night, might have not won the game. And then all of a sudden the Nets are looking at a 3-2 deficit and they might be the best team and they have injury problems. Like the NBA is getting really close to Phoenix who's being playing right now the best in the West, you know, has Chris Paul missing games because of COVID protocol. And LeBron's right in theory, right? Like you can't have, and that's why there's an off season. (laughs) This is why you have an off season. And they were worried about, getting it in so that people can play in the Olympics. Like, all right, cool. Like the players who are not in the playoffs could have went to the Olympics and you could have the NBA playoffs going on during the Olympics at the same exact time. It's not like the guys who I I highly doubt any player who makes NBA finals is going to go join the Olympic roster anyway. Yeah, most likely not. I mean, if we're being honest, but I think in general, it, it is kind of just a sad situation. We're being robbed of all this. And, Chris Paul is a different situation. It's kind of ironic that the Phoenix Suns are actually the one team that don't have like a star injured right now. I mean, like you have, if you look, go down, like now you have uh, Paul, or I mean, Kawhi Leonard with an ACL injury. We don't know if it's torn or it's just some bad injury for the Clippers. The Jazz are missing Mike Conley. Donovan Mitchell's banged up, right? And then you have in the the Phoenix series, you had Jamal Murray, which was the second best player on the Nuggets. He was out. Um, and on the other side, I think Atlanta and Phoenix are the only two teams that don't have. Okay, and Milwaukee. Sorry, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Milwaukee are the only teams Milwaukee that don't have the anything injury. going on. Uh, Devin, Devin, I can never pronounce his name. Oh, Devin Cito. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was talking more like one of your top two players, but he's probably mm-hmm. the, like fourth or fifth. So. I just think every team has one of their top three players hurt, except for those. Um, and the Phoenix Suns were maybe looking at a situation where they were the favorite now. Like I think they did hit odds favorite in Vegas at one point in the last week. And Chris Paul, the guy that usually is doing what everyone else is doing right now, is getting hurt, gets unlucky with this coronavirus thing that like he could miss two weeks if he keeps get- testing positive. And like, who knows what the hell is going on with that? And I just think it's ironic that the the whole problem right now in the NBA's injuries, Chris Paul is usually that guy, but this year he gets Corona and he's the one guy, the one star that usually gets hurt that didn't get hurt. Like talk about bad luck, like you were saying. And then the rest of the NBA is just, you know, like you said, there's just, there, there wasn't enough rest. I mean, that that's, it's a sport, man. I get tired playing three, four fucking pickup games. I need a day or two off. Like imagine playing a full season and then, having it only 60 days off. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you want to actually like go and look at it even more, the only teams that are really not having injury problems right now left in the playoffs are Phoenix and Atlanta and both happened to not make the NBA playoffs last year. Yeah. The Suns got invited to the bubble, but they didn't actually, you know, go through that grind. So they had a much longer off season. Atlanta had a very long off season. Um, the yeah, other sports, J- everyone else was in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it just proves that the theory is proven, right? That you that you need rest. You can't just yeah. like have no off season, come back and play. I mean, this is a sport, and it's not like a sport where you know they shortened the regular season to uh, forty games or fifty games, seventy two games, and oh, we shortened the season. Not yeah, really. 
10 games. It's not much. So yeah, that, I mean, the NBA made a mistake. And once again, I'm going to say it again, and I've said it a hundred times, goes to show Adam Silver is the most overrated commissioner in all of pro sports. I, I don't understand why no one is ever critical of the guy, but you have to praise him. You got to praise that Adam Silver, no matter what he made, he's made a lot of mistakes. I mean, what? The social justice stuff, that was an easy thing. Yeah, no one wants, you know, bad press. No one wants bad social justice. You let yeah, the players let, do what they want. Like, that's let your great. Players, yeah, let your players show their emotion and their care for, you know, their culture, their ethnicity. Like, that was a pretty easy call. But yeah. everything outside of that, like, no, it's not that, like, it wasn't doing anything that special. I agree with that because at the end of the day, Everybody wants to hate on the Roger Goodells of the world or the Rob Manfreds of the world for baseball. And the other sports seemed to function a little better than the NBA over the last year. And Adam Silver, I think the, the problem is he is a great person. I don't know if he's a great commissioner because sometimes as a commissioner, and we saw it's of David Stern, which is why he was a great NBA commissioner. You have to like decide that like I can't be best friends with all the players and it's okay if I have to put my foot down once in a while. Yeah, totally. And I'm, not, I, I'm not like, I don't want to say he's a bad commissioner either. It's just overrated. It's not like, like everyone, he's so amazing and Roger Goodell's evil. <laughs> like that. I will say the, the thing with the, uh, what you said also about the you need rest and, you know, how short the season was. We're also forgetting that these guys were not at home, you know, like in having 60 day turnarounds. They were in hotel rooms in Orlando in a bubble, not, and some might be like, oh, I know the, the, what's it called? The, most people would be like, oh, they're millionaires. Life's so easy. The bubble is great. Yeah, I'm sure the bubble is fine. I would have done fine in the bubble too. Cool. But these dudes do actually have a lifestyle that they're used to being millionaires and being in their giant homes and having their personal trainers and their nutritionists and their families. And like whether or not it's an easier life than the casual American, they were stripped from what their regular day-to-day -day recovery's mm -hmm. and they're used the lives they're used to and i think that actually plays a huge role that guys like lebron were who you know he does know his health his body more than most people do like a tom brady like a lebron like a russell wilson whoever you want to call it it's weird to be out of that element for even for that 67 day for that's you know i like i said i know it's an easy life but it's like compared to some people but it's not easy for them when they're used to having their home gyms and their five trainers and their cooks and all these different things. Like it's a, it's a definite change. Yeah. Uh, I actually totally agree with you here. I think Bob from Wichita would probably do better in the bubble because, because he didn't have this glamorous 15,000 15, square foot mansion and driving Bentleys and Rolls Royces. I think he'd actually been able to, uh, adjust in the bubble better than a six foot nine, 240 pound LeBron James who has butlers maids, uh, cooks and all that. Like I, I think, uh, you know, five foot eight Bob from Wichita is much more likely to feel comfortable in the bubble than LeBron James. So I actually completely agree with your point. Yeah, it's, it's, it was actually a harder than most people think. And now I guess I want to talk about really quick too, is like, what the fuck's going to happen with this Chris Paul stuff, right? Because like, I know we've reached a point in America. Uh, I mean, it depends where everyone's from, right? I know Georgia's in Arizona right now, definitely more loose. I'm in Seattle. Um, it's probably one of the more top three or four stricter places with San Francisco and Portland and LA, you know, type of stuff, you know, but Something most of America, Gulfish, man. yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, um, but 
you know, we are in a situation with the Chris Paul stuff that like we're in a situation in America where these stadiums are packed, right? We don't know. There could be people walking in the stadiums that have a positive test for all we know, or, you know, are, are sick and they don't say anything. Cause like, you know, some places things are going back to normal, especially Phoenix where Chris Paul plays. I, I mean, at some point the health and safety protocols make sense. I understand why they're doing them to take care of the players, but I, I feel like they could be at a point now in the playoffs and in the in America and in 2021 where could you be a little more lenient? Like if Chris Paul ends up with a negative test in two or three days, like, okay, you're good. You're done. Like instead of, mm-hmm. well, I don't understand why we're getting stuck to all these really big windows and complications. Like to me, mm-hmm. if I was a player in the NBA and they're like, hey, Chris Paul tested negative yesterday. He's going to play now. As an opponent, I'm not like, no, I'm not getting on that court. Like I'd be like, yeah, okay. He tested negative. Yeah, like, especially if they play Utah. A- I mean, Rudy Gobert doesn't even believe in it. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. And now he does. I mean, like, but really, I mean, wouldn't you just be like, if you were an opponent, would you be like, I'm not stepping on that court? No, I, I, I actually don't know what. If I was an opponent, especially, and I was vaccinated, and I'm young and healthy, I would probably have no res- reservations with with playing against Chris Paul if he was ne- if he was COVID positive, which no one's really like come come in and like confirmed he's COVID positive yet. It's yeah, kind of he like has a, a positive test. Well, no, it's but that, no, it was confirmed by TMZ, but the team didn't come out and say it's for sure yet. Uh, no, a couple people did uh, later that, in the day because they, well, yeah, uh, because I guess what's uh, Arizona reporter uh, tweeted. I'm looking it up. Okay, because, please do. Yeah, uh, Gambo nine eight seven. He works for ArizonaSports.com. Like this guy, mm-hmm. he said that. It's official that Chris Paul did have a positive test, but okay. the team's not. He said he got that from a source in the team, but teams aren't allowed to technically release somebody's test information. So the team's uh-huh. never going to confirm it, and they're not allowed to. And neither is the NBA, I guess. It's like a personal thing, but he's saying he's told that it was a positive test. So he did get a positive, but now there's the different theories of like, is it could be a false positive? Um, what if he tests negative two two more times? Maybe like he was at the tail end of his COVID and nobody even knew. But now it's getting complicated because they're. It sounds like they're going to be testing a lot of the Phoenix players, Andre, who all the family after the game, and different things. But this is why I think it's funny. Like at this point, I've seen players high fiving fans again, and you know, taking pictures and hugging people in the stands. Like we can't allow all that, and then say if somebody gets a positive test, like they have to be out for like three weeks. When what if they if they test negative? Let's just like let's move forward, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I just think it's over. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who might listen to this and be like, oh, my God, you don't know what co- – like, but no, really, like, it's over. We're vaccinated. The country's back to normal. It's over once you start allowing this many fans in the stadium. Most yeah. of them, a lot of them not wearing masks. You're basically – the NBA is saying it's over. Like, we care more about money than safety, too. Like, the NBA is basically saying that. Let's make our money. So, do you, do you know how you make your money? You make your money by having your best point guard in the last 20 years actually play the basketball game yeah actually though because you have to this is he he is 
making a case this year to become like, you know, he's inching into the top five point guards of all time. And if he actually makes it to the finals, he probably hits that list in some way, shape or form. It's mm-hmm. kind of tough. Cause there's a lot of, I mean, like who do you take off the list? That's another topic for another day, but. And it depends on who you consider a point guard too, right? Like I yeah, some like, people say, Oh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know if he's a point guard. Yeah, but he is, he's in the, Unfortunately, like he's not, but he is, you know, it's one of those. No, I I I totally understand. I totally understand. Yeah. The point Uh, is, the point is he is inching towards this like monumental moment in his career. And I hate to say it, but if Kawhi's out too, like Chris Paul really has a good shot. I mean, like I'm not, I'm not rooting for injuries, but I mean, Chris Paul and Devin Booker beating Paul George. And I really think they'll beat the Jazz too because they have DeAndre and who can guard Gobert, and I just think the team's better in general. And so, I don't know. You have this moment for Chris Paul. If 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 he just gets a negative test this week, like he should be able to play. That's just an opinion, but I guess you know some people, and it is different for everyone. I get it. If he has a positive test, he shouldn't be allowed to go play right now. I get that. But once he gets a negative test, I think we should be able to move forward here. Yeah, I mean, you think, you know, the Adam Silver and his crew of people would have been able to actually go out and say, okay, hey, the playoffs are starting. We have fans in the stadium. Why don't we kind of tweak our COVID protocols here to make it more in line with where the country's moving towards? I think the reason is because they weren't expecting a situation like this. I think they knew that most most of the players are vaccinated. What are the chances, right? Because like you said, George, I think we hit a point in America where we know that you know, we're kind of getting back to normal. So I think the NBA probably just saw it that way too. Like, uh, what are the chances? Like, instead of being tired about it, just I think the chance they get. But what we won't really know until they do it or don't. So I guess I mean, we're, we're going to be on here every day. So we'll probably have a different update tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I do yeah. want to ask you something. If you, if you don't mind moving on from that, it's not really moving on. But I want to ask you, let's look at this playoff, George. And what's good let's just say all the injuries stay in place right now let's answer these questions ready let's see who wins the nba finals if everything this is how crazy the nba is right now we look at the utah clipper series who do you have winning that series if, if Kawhi hurt and mike conley doesn't play the rest of the series as well uh i got utah winning that series if that happens okay yep so there's that would be already a twist that probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for injury mm-hmm. now you have let's say it's utah versus phoenix and Chris Paul can't play for the beginning or majority of this. Let's just say the majority of the uh, finals. You have Gobert and Mitchell and Jazz against Devin Booker. Who's winning that series? The Utah Jazz are winning that series. And you'd probably say a different answer if Chris Paul is playing, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then on the other end, <laughs> you have Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Are you taking Brooklyn regardless? Or are you no. taking Milwaukee if Harden stays hurt? It's, I mean, it needed a superhero performance from Kevin Durant yesterday to save that game. And I, I still think – I think it goes seven and anything can happen in game seven. Now, if Harden looks healthier than he did uh, yesterday in either game six or seven, yeah, I'm taking Brooklyn. But injuries could play yeah. a huge part of this. So that's what's really underrated. Actually, I'll get to that after this because I was going to say the Kevin Durant part's underrated that it really took like – a Michael Jordan, LeBron esque moment to win one game. So let's like pump the brakes. But, um, and then you have Philadelphia, Joel Embiid. Honestly, if Joel Embiid's going to continue to play the way he plays, there's a chance Atlanta wins that series. Yeah. I mean, we already have Ben Simmons with an injured jump shot. 
And then it's, like, awful. Like, it's horrible. Uh, I actually have Atlanta winning that series. If Embiid look, doesn't look better than he did last game too. And then, so we, and this, <laughs> yeah, I know. So then I we were it. talking, now we're talking a, the Milwaukee Bucks are the only team that has their like best player healthy. And you'd have a Bucks, Hawks, Jazz, Phoenix semifinals and probably Jazz, Bucks finals. And a lot of that, I'm not saying that these two teams, I mean, they're, they're two of the top five teams in the NBA, but tell, t- without all those injuries, George, I think I'd be sitting here looking at a Clippers Nets finals. And instead we're getting in and talk about the NBA and what they're feeling right now. Be- without injuries, we're probably, I'm going to say probably not for sure, but we're probably getting an LA, New York, Brooklyn mm-hmm. finals or a too. LA or a LA Philly, right? One of those yeah. two. Or Phoenix, in, which is a fifth top five market in the country. True, but 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 like no, but no, no, yeah, I know. You I know, know what I mean. Like Kawhi Leonard's probably playing the best out of anyone in the West right now. Um, and instead, we might be ending up because of injuries, even Phoenix being out because of a COVID thing with a Utah Jazz Milwaukee Bucks series. Could that be the? Would it be? I mean, like, let's say since the seventies. I don't know what the ratings were like back in the day, but would that be the lowest rated finals we've seen in our lifetime? Yes, absolutely. And well, we had that Denver, uh, Detroit, San Antonio series in the early 2000s that uh, people I wouldn't say were, you know, running to the TV to find to watch. And I think we had a New Jersey, San Antonio one as well. Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to see. Uh, was it, no, it was New Jersey, San Antonio. I don't think Detroit and San Antonio ever played in the finals. Well, actually, you know, last year, the lowest rated and least watched NBA finals game ever was game three of the 2020 NBA finals. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you had, I mean, let's, there's a reason for that. I mean, the political climate in the NBA turned off a lot of people in the Midwest, whether you want to agree with it or not, right? I mean, I, I'm not saying they should have turned them off personally, but a lot of people get turned oh, wow. off by those things. Did you know it was the lowest rated finals all seven games of all time? No, I did not know that, but, you know, that's, wow. Sucks. That's, that's, that, that is pretty crazy, actually. Like, that's a veteran. That's with it. Uh, that's with the LA Lakers in, in there. yeah in Miami. <laughs> yeah, in Miami, uh, they don't they they had the lowest rated game one, two, three, four, five, and six, and the lowest rated average of all time in 2020. And they obviously didn't have a game seven. The lowest game seven of all time was I don't know. You said it a couple minutes ago. San Antonio, Detroit, 2005, when wow, the Spurs won. What a stupid series. That was, you know, but no, no, but that, but that game did great numbers compared to like the rest of the series and compared to right. some games. It was the lowest rated game seven. And, you know, that to me, it's pretty crazy that, you know, we're, we're not going to get anywhere near these like Bulls, Jazz. That's the highest rated ever. Actually, it's kind of funny. Utah's in the highest rated ever. Yeah. I don't think series. it had to do much with Utah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do, I do have something to say real quick about this though. And uh, I actually think the NBA is in big trouble and, you know, for us, I mean, there's always an audience, right? Like we're, we're podcasting about the NBA. We're talking about the NBA. Twitter's really big on the NBA. The NBA is in huge trouble. People don't like the NBA at all. Um, I, there's no other, like, you know, I'll, well, the numbers will come out. This will be the lowest rated NBA finals in history this year. Um, but I don't here's know if it'll be lower than last year because of but, fans but, make it a little better. Maybe, but here's the thing. I've been going, uh, last weekend I was in San Diego, as you know, I went to a bar on Friday night. No, sorry. Saturday night. 
during the NBA playoffs, they did not have the NBA playoffs on. They had the San, San Diego Padres game on, and they had UFC fighting on. Sunday afternoon, I went to a restaurant before the NBA Finals game. They had the San Diego Padres versus Mets game on three TVs, no NBA playoffs. I went to a bar that night on Sunday night uh, as well. They had the NBA Finals on Phoenix, Denver. At the airport, airport, and airport bars usually have ESPN on. They did not have the Sixers and Hawks on at the airport. They had the Padres the, game, right? They had the Padres game on and a golf tournament on, which but is But that was local. The Padres but, okay, game was local. But the golf tournament wasn't. I understand. I'm just saying the Padres game is a little more, the golf is questionable, but the Padres game is a little more understandable. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying like it's like maybe indicative of a whole country, but I was also on the airplane and I was looking at there's like I, I I'm not spying on people's phones, don't worry. But the guy next to me to the right was streaming a uh, a the Padres and Mets game. The person to the left of me was streaming the Chicago Cubs game and looking at ESPN at the at baseball scores. I was like. Okay, that's like really interesting to me that like it's even if you don't like the NBA, we're, we're getting an NBA playoffs. You don't like check the scores or like stream the game. They didn't even look. I was streaming the game. They didn't even ask me what the score was. Yeah, I, I think we do have a little bit of an NBA problem, but I think it's a little overblown. Um, I think the ratings were bad last year because of multiple reasons, right? The bubble, no fans really felt weird last year. You kind of knew that LeBron and the Lakers were going to win that finals against uh, the Miami Heat. Just like I would have been mind blown if the Heat even, you know, sniffed the game seven. And I mean, they did sniff it. It was game six, but it was a blowout last game. You know what I mean? Like I, I knew it wasn't a series. And I like, you know, I just don't think at the end of the day that it's as bad as people think because it's going to just take one big playoff run or one big amazing series. Because you look back three, four years ago, when you had Durant LeBron in the finals and Durant mm -hmm. Cur or Curry LeBron and that like ratings were really high. I think the problem right now is we haven't been really getting these like amazing marquee, you know, finals. You had Toronto and uh, you had Toronto and Golden State where Kawhi's, you know, Kawhi's amazing, but he's not that popular to watch. You know what I mean? He's not the most popular guy. And then Clay Thompson got hurt in that series and Kevin Durant got hurt. And then the next year you have a bubble with no fans, coronavirus, whatever, a lot of social justice stuff that I'm not saying it turns me off to watch basketball. Obviously I watch every single damn game, but it does turn some people off. And if you don't believe that, then you're delusional, right? Like it turns some people off. And it was LeBron James. That a lot of people hate <laughs> against Jimmy Butler and the Miami heat. So and yeah, you're right. It might be bad again this year if we end up with a Utah Milwaukee, but I'm just waiting for that moment where if like if next year somehow we get a LeBron and Anthony Davis Lakers versus the Brooklyn Nets with KD, Kyrie and Harden, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a, a new increase in numbers. But I could I agree. be wrong. But it's I the quality of the matchups more than do people really hate basketball? I think people are just more addicted to watching good things. Like the Super Bowl's one game. I don't care if you like football or not. You'll be like, fine, I'll tune in. That's and that's another problem with the NBA. To be honest, these playoffs are long. They're very, very long, and they're maybe a little too drawn out. Yeah, they are. And honestly, no one likes like LeBron James 
as much as we say he's hated, no one really hates him that much, I don't think, on the court, maybe off the court. I'm talking about, like, you know, on-court hate. Um, And no one loves him that much either on the court. Like, I feel like you need someone, if the NBA wants to do good, you need someone to galvanize America. You need someone like that, Michael Jordan, or you need someone you hate so damn much that you have to watch and root against him. Yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, One of the two is very important. One of the two. (laughs) Well, I, last thing I wanted to say, I know we're we kind of we got our all our NBA topics in today. I'm going to quickly mention something that you said because I think it's important. And for those that are listening right now, we we're doing this daily, you know, uh, Monday through Friday ish, around one ish Pacific time. And we say ish because like a day like today, of course we're coming on. But if nothing had happened this morning, you never know. We might have tweeted out like no show today, back tomorrow. So just always stay tuned with us at Pod That on all platforms and. Uh, one thing that is really crazy that I wanted to, me- oh, I wanted to say, we usually do an icebreaker, guys. Something really random, funny story, random story, whatever. It wouldn't have done today's NBA justice. So we just went straight into NBA. And the last thing I want to talk about the NBA, we're talking about all these negatives, right? We have the, the like all these injuries and COVID and yada, yada. What's not negative is what Kevin Durant did yesterday. And it was remarkable. It was crazy. But I wanted to mention one thing you said, and it, it's just a quick thought is I didn't really think about this until you just said that, that like, you know what, as amazing as it was Kevin Durant did and everyone's like, oh, it's over. There's no way, you know, Milwaukee's going to win this series. Yeah. Milwaukee was up 17 and it took maybe the greatest playoff performance I've ever seen in my lifetime. And outside of LeBron's 51 points in the final, like Kevin Durant shot almost 70% had 49 points, 17 rebounds and 10 assists. It, it was top that- three for me. Yeah, it took that to win by six. So, I mean, if Giannis didn't fumble the ball with 30 sec- 13 seconds left, we might have been talking an overtime game. You're right that maybe it's a little underrated that the fact that, hey, they're, b- the Bucks aren't out. It took LeBron, Michael Jordan-esque game from Kevin Durant, Steph Curry-esque. I'm going to add him because he has these crazy games. It takes a top five generational player type of game for them to win by six last night and come back. So right. it's not quite over. No, I, I totally agree with you. And one one quick thing, and I, I doesn't need to become a long drawn out thing because it's, it's really, but it is interesting. Um, you do agree that if he stayed health, if he was healthy the whole playoffs, they would have beat the Raptors, right? You know, we're with this, this TikTok, which would he be going to the straight finals right now? No, no, no. Hold this, but would he have won that final? Mm. Well, would, if Clay Thompson didn't get hurt as well, or just that's the hard part there. I don't know. Well, well, Durant got hurt before Clay, so like he. Pro- I, let's just assume health. Let's assume health. Let's go with yes, then. Sure. Okay. So I this is where it gets tricky. I don't know what would have happened last year, but the Nets had chemistry. Does he stay in Golden State? I have no idea what happens last year, but I'll tell you one thing: a healthy Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving probably beat the Miami heat and go to the NBA finals and play, play, play the Lakers. So I think it's conceivable. I'm not saying it would be, he would be going, but I think it's conceivable that Kevin Durant could be going for five straight NBA titles right now. If he never tore his Achilles, it's conceivable. I don't necessarily say it, it would be, he would be doing it. I'll tell you why it's not conceivable. And not that it's not to shoot down the concept because the concept's right. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, would he have probably won against Toronto? They should have, right? Unless 
Kawhi's d- better than we. I mean, Kawhi Kawhi is amazing. Let's just keep it real. Um, and would they have won last year? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like the Kyrie was anti bubble, and he's a weirdo. So like, yeah, maybe the Lakers would have won last year. So I don't know how conceivable yeah. it is. And the reason I don't think it's conceivable is because you always teach me this thing. You taught me this a lot when I was watching the Warriors and I would get so upset. I was like, they ruined the league for seven years. Like they were never going to see another champion. And you're like, nope, doesn't work that way. Like for some reason, there's always something that stops someone. If they're mm-hmm. the way I see it is if LeBron can't win five straight and the best he's done is two. And if Shaq and Kobe, which is probably maybe the best duo of all time, I with no, you know, with as Mark Jackson would say, with all due respect to Jordan and Pippen and to LeBron and Wade and you know Magic and whatever, Shaq and Kobe for that three-year span might be the greatest duo ever, just like dominance-wise. Mm-hmm. They could only get three. I don't know if Durant was like. I just don't think Durant has that in him, and that's just me. Like I know last night was ridiculous. But five. I, I understand your concept, but five. So because- so. so- Mm-hmm. Because Le- if Jordan can't do five, if LeBron can't do five, if if Shaq and Kobe can't do five, if Steph Curry can't do five, I still think Durant's beneath those guys. So I don't see how he would have been able to possibly get five in a row. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I think you you basically just said it was conceivable when you say I get the concept. I, that's what I mean. The concept is conceivable. I just don't think it's possible. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, it's conceivable that if 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 Durant didn't join the uh, what's it called, just like you said, if he didn't get hurt, blah blah. If, if Durant didn't join the Warriors, it was conceivable that LeBron might have, you know, won Absolute. five six straight. But Absolutely, it never it just never happens. Even if yeah, he didn't yeah, yeah. get hurt for some reason, whether it's a, like even like like even if Durant stayed healthy, there's always something always happens. Like LeBron lost Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving in a playoff. Could he have ever imagined that happening? Probably not. Uh, Dwayne Wade deteriorated his last year and then like who who would have thought that happened or like where the fuck did Kawhi come from in 2014 right like so I just feel like the concept does make sense of course if he didn't get hurt he probably would have made the finals every year even possibly right but I think if 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 LeBron always runs into these roadblocks and, and guys like Michael Jordan you know maybe Michael Jordan could have done it if he didn't retire he might have had six straight for all we know but if none of these guys did it I just don't see where Kevin, something would have happened. Even if it's not a Kevin Durant injury, it could have been a Kevin Durant bad series. It could have been a teammate injury. Um, But the concept, yeah, I mean, if I look at it now, I'd say he probably would have had all five finals appearances, right? That's what what I would have beat him. Yeah, that's why I just think it's interesting to think of the what ifs. And, but that's why they're what ifs. They never, it seems like there's a lot of big what ifs. And they're never always. really, there's never really, it never really happens. I mean, yeah, because there's always like, you know how I feel about like, oh, what if Chris Paul didn't get hurt against the Warriors? What if LeBron didn't lose Love and Irving? What if, you know, Durant and Clay never got hurt, but they have three-peated? There's always the what if. What if LeBron, or what if Jordan didn't retire? What if Kobe and Shaq right. stayed together? The what ifs are always very interesting, and I wish there was some type of way to sim- stimulate, or was it a sim- simulate. simulate them in my mind? But there's not. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, perfect. Well, great. Uh, on that point, um, we'll be back probably tomorrow. I'm pretty sure we'll be back tomorrow. And then uh, I think most likely, I think me and you spoke about this this Friday, we'll not be going live. So just a heads up for everyone listening. Most likely. But there could forget. be something crazy. There could be something crazy that happens yeah. that we were like, yeah, we got to be on. If it was a morning like today, we would definitely be doing a, a podcast. So stay right. tuned for that. And 
I forgot to mention before we sign off. We also had two coaches fired today. So after everything we just said, just keep that in mind that we also saw Scott Brooks and Stan Van Gundy get fired. It's that type of crazy morning. It's to the point where we had so much shit go down, George, that we didn't even mention Zion's coach being fired after one season and Westbrook and Bradley Beal got their coach fired this year. It's kind of crazy to think that that's usually a big topic. You know what I mean? Like all these coaches. So, get fired. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's just not a big deal today, unfortunately, because there's too many things going on for it to, to make it a big deal. It's pretty crazy. Well, find us at pod that everywhere. P O D that. And if you want to find the podcast on any platform, you do pod that uh, two brothers talking sports. I think if you just type in two brothers talking sports, it comes up everywhere for everything. Um, and you can find us at the sports on tap.com or at the sports on tap on all platforms as well. Please rate and review. Show us your love. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, George, this is the Sports on Tap. The Internet's pup. Cheers. See y'all. Cheers.